The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky connections and kinky education. It's kinky done differently. what women and other wonderful humans want. A frank and fun conversation about the way people approach each other for romance, relationships, friendships, or other partnerships that make us happy. With questions asked by a guy. And now, here is your host. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and welcome to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, a look into the beginning of traditional and non-traditional relationships, from the first impression to the messaging that finally wins people over. I'm John, also known as Hi There, Catsuit, and this week we speak with someone who is known for her amazing catsuits and her ability to connect with the outside world from inside her rubber universe. Vicky DeVica is a content creator catering to latex, heavy rubber, gas mask, breath play, scuba, and underwater fetishists. Her latex and public videos have gathered millions of views and have been shared all around the world, with her original grocery shopping in latex video reaching viral meme status in the early days of the pandemic. Today, Vicky helps people embody their best shiny, sexy selves by sharing her experience on her newly launched YouTube channel. We track down the elusive rubber creature and the woman behind it, Vicky DeVica, for this fun and informative interview. It's the first five. Time now for the first five. Five questions about first with Vicky. And I have never had a perfect first question about first with anyone. And that is, what was the first time or when was the first time that you walked into a grocery store wearing a latex catsuit and a gas mask? And how did people react? (laughs) that's That's a funny one. I'm trying to think back if the uh, the video that uh, uh, the video that obviously that you're talking about the the the, the text in public uh, the grocery uh, shopping video that went viral last year at the beginning of the pandemic that's probably what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think back if that was the first time in a grocery store, and it probably was. I'm not. I'm really not sure because you know I've been doing these these latex in public things. For a good year before that that viral video, there were several of them, and um, I didn't record anything. But I do think that yeah, it was that day that it was uh, March uh, March twenty twenty early early day of the uh, crazy pandemic, and uh, yeah, we went into that. Uh, and I say we, that's me and my partner Nikki, the, the producer, videographer, photographer, does that basically behind all the work that you've seen. Um, and we went, we went into that, that grocery, uh, grocery store to capture some footage with very specific intent to just sort of hit and run, go in there, uh, take some photos and film the, the, the adventure. And 
yeah, the rest is history. We put it out and it, it, it just went crazy. First, first uh, page of Reddit and it's been on, it's been on TV uh, in Germany, the Netherlands, uh, on the Ellen show. It's like, it's been everywhere around the world. And, and yeah, that was, that was totally nice. When was the first time that the character Vicky Davika came forward and showed their self? Um, that was in January 2019, I guess you could say, with my first uh, Instagram post. So, um, yeah, Jan- January 2019 uh, was when I opened the Instagram account and I started uh, sharing my latex content. Uh, I say that's when the, the sort of like the, the mainstream, quote unquote, the, the mainstream uh, appearance. I had been on, on Pet Life before, but it was really kind of probing the testing the waters and uh so yeah that's that's uh, that was instagram january 2019 first time you held your breath underwater and it made you feel a little different <laughs> i don't know how old i was but uh i was very young uh, i don't know it's been nine ten something like that maybe before I mean, it's, it's a big a bit of a blur uh, but uh sometimes during the early childhood that's that's definitely where it all started for me first time when you've been underwater and achieved total peace total peace i mean they're probably around the same time <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I can imagine with as much diving as you do, and you love the sport of diving and the fact that you love to challenge yourself in holding your breath, that there is a certain moment that when you dive in, you have this certain feeling of peace about you where everything is just right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, When we talk about breathful diving, free diving, that's that's definitely a big appeal of the sport and for me the reason why i got into this it, at first was sort of like trying to to better understand my my sexual energy and and my my fetish for like underwater breath holding kind of stuff and i did i that's that's what got me into free diving and that's just the whole the whole aspect of trying to understand that but then obviously there's way more to, to it than that and it it's pretty quickly morphed into just wanting to push myself and to see how far I could take this, which is what got me into competition, trying to compete, always to, to even at one point I was training to, to set records, stuff like that. And uh, the peaceful aspect is really like in a dive, whether it's a static dive or a dynamic dive, which means like whether you're moving or not. It's always like the first minute or two that is just very peaceful and very, very surreal. And you kind of like, it's like meditation, really. And then there's the second phase of the dive, which is the, the they call it the struggle. It's just like you're, you're fighting because you, your, your body is telling you, well, you need to breathe, you need to breathe. And, and your mind knows that you don't really need to breathe, that you can go on for, for you know, four or five minutes and sometimes even more. And, and that's, 
disability to have your mind tell your body that it's okay, just relax. And the more you can do that, then the longer you can last. It's, 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 and it's this kind of back and forth between the body and the mind. The, the more the mind relaxes, the less air you're using, uh, you're using up. And then the, the more you can relax. And then as the body tenses up, it tenses the mind. And it's this kind of like uh, push, push, uh, push and pull, if you will, between the, the mind and the body. That's, that's really fascinating. And the whole process really helps you uh, understand yourself a lot better. This is a absolutely sharp right turn from anything else I've asked. <laughs> this show is called What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. And it was it was actually started by hearing the stories of women who have received dick pics as a way of introduction. The first time you ever <laughs> received a dick pic and your reaction to it. Uh, I guess the reaction so I was like, what the fuck? You know, and it's, 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 when was the first time? I don't know. It's just like, I guess that, that must have been on Fat Life. It, for sure, it was on Fat Life. So it's, it goes all, way back, you know. But um, getting them on a regular basis, obviously, that came with, uh, the, it comes with, I guess, the territory of, of being active on social media as a, as a girl, I guess, just as you know, any any girl who's putting herself out there, I'm sure has probably received one. And then the more I don't like using the word, but the more attractive or good looking, I don't really like. I mean, attractive and good looking can be so many things, but the more you you are kind of putting yourself out there in a in a attractive role or in an attractive position, then the, obviously the more you you're going to receive uh, that that kind of attention, that kind of generally unwanted attention. So it's 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 a regular occurrence. It's a, it's almost like it's a bright day when there is no big thing, you know. It's it's, it's really that bad. But um, they they did this this thing with at least on Instagram where you can see the preview and then you just tap on it and it shows you a blurry version of it. So you're like, okay, this doesn't look like a dick. So you just tap again and it's like, oh, it's a dog, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's like you need to do like three taps in order to see it. So it's kind of like it, it, like the first the first preview you get is like click to to view, and then it shows you the the blurry thing. And yeah, it's, I've always wondered, like to the point where I went and actually did research on like what motivates uh, men in general. I guess if, if you do that, it's usually it's men uh, <laughs> to do to to do such a thing. You know, to send like an unsolicited dick pic like that. And uh, the, the the response I got like the from just finding articles and stuff was just fascinating. The the, the psychology and the, the motivation behind it, and and by better understanding the motivation, then it's like I don't get that. So like frustrated or like what the hell, you know, type of reaction anymore. Just kind of dismiss and just keep going. It's just like okay, block, delete, you know. But um, yeah, that's the dick pic. That's the, I I don't know. There's 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 other things that just bother me even more, actually, than dick pic. At least with the dick pic, you know exactly what they want. They're being forthright. They're being super honest. You know, just like, hey, you know, you're like my genitals. Can you show me my? Can you show me yours? I show you mine. Can you show me yours? That's really what it means. At least they're being honest. It's, no, it's these guys that just sent you like, hey, I'm like, what? Hey, what? You know, it's, and and at the same time, I understand that they're just just really shy. That's probably the, the kind of like awkward 
boyish type of thing, like, hey, you know, how are you? That's kind of what they're trying to say. But that's a total waste of time. So uh, I don't know which one offends me most, actually, the hey or the pick pick. Hello, I'm Jesse Sage from Peep Show Media. Peep Show Media is a multimedia magazine bringing news and stories from the sex industry. Be sure to check out our website at peepshowmedia.com for essays, porn reviews, events, interviews, news stories, and more. Also, make sure to listen to our podcast, The Peep Show Podcast, anywhere you get podcasts. And for a bit more of a personal glance into my life, make sure to check out my January 15th interview on what women and other wonderful humans want. And hi, all the listeners out there. I actually have no idea what these questions are, so you're going to be coming along the ride, right along with me. There's only one. Midori. March 9th on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. We're going to flip our format a little bit today as we've just gotten finished with the first five and we were talking about dick pics and other things that <laughs> sometimes are upsetting with uh, Vicky Davika. And you talked about the messaging that says, Hey, or what's up. <laughs> Give me an idea of what your inbox looks like right now. Uh, How many messages are sitting there waiting to be read and may never be looked at? Yeah, I go in phases, you know, sometimes I just like, uh, I just want to go and kind of like clear the inbox. And, and at other times, I, I just uh, sort of like leave it there and try and scan if there's something kind of important, whether it's like a business inquiry and or something like that. But for the most part, I, I just don't have, I don't have it in me anymore to just go through the inbox. Uh, like we're talking like Instagram inbox or the DMs on on the on Twitter and, and platforms like this, and it's just it's not because I, I it's not because obviously it's not because I don't want to read the, the messages or I don't want to respond, but it's just it's it's humanly it's physically impossible to do so. There's just so many, there's just way too many, and now it's not as bad since I I, I lost the the big Instagram account that I had a fifty thousand fifty thousand follower Instagram account that was uh, that was uh, blocked and uh, permanently disabled by by Instagram about two months ago or something like that, like two or three months ago. Back then it was a lot crazier, and uh, now I just got back on Instagram, so uh, I, I had a backup account and I reactivated or started using it again after taking a break and. It's it's obviously not as not as bad as it as it once was, and when I say bad, not as busy, not as as crazy, but yeah, it's, it's dozens and dozens and sometimes hundreds of messages, and it's proportional to how many, uh, how much content you, uh, I I myself have put out. So the more you put out, the, the more you get back. But that's the thing. If I post, if I post, say, on one day I, I go and I post two or three stories, and then uh, two posts, and I, I do that on all platforms, then yeah, it's like just hundreds of, of messages and sometimes you know it's just a kiss it's just a heart and it's super sweet and I absolutely love uh, hearing from the people and I, I know that they're doing this because I appreciate the content that I do and it's really sweet and sometimes when I'm in, I have some time to kill and I'm in a good mood I'm like okay yeah you know what I'm just going to open and start like 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 or, or comment back um, but I found a problem with that the problem's a big word but the, the the, the dynamic here that happens when you start replying to the, those messages, then, then most men out there 
not most, but some of them take that as an invitation mm-hmm. for a chat or a long conversation. And then they start, hey, babe, what are you doing? How are you? And then it's like, oh, my God, there it starts. And if I'm just trying to be sweet and say, hey, I'm good. How are you? And then it's like, oh, my God, you just open the gate. It's like now they think they got that they got an invitation. So it is about for me, it is about setting boundaries. And I have to do that because I, I, you know, there's only 24 hours in the day and my time is extremely valuable. So it's, it's, uh, it's impossible to just go and, and answer everyone. So I guess that uh, I'm just, I'm just renting here. <laughs> just talking like, like just a simple question, like how does my inbox look, look like? And it looks like a mess. That's the short answer. And Vicky, that's important that people understand this because this show goes for two different audiences. It goes for women who want to know that they're not alone, whether you be a famous person who's gone viral for a video, a fetish model, or someone who's simply a lifestyle dom who is getting all these messages just because everyone believes that they're the lifestyle dom for them. Yeah, yeah, I think, and also I, I would I would even extend that to just any girl out there that is, as I, I used the term good looking before, any any girl who's, who's somewhat attractive, who's putting herself out there as an attractive or quote unquote sexy person. So any, basically any female presenting person out there who's putting content on a regular basis and, and has some decent pictures, you're opening the door to, to getting all these, these unsolicited message i don't want to say harassment because it's that would be a harsh word but at the same time it is very much like that it's the, it is a one-way market if you it is it's not no different than tinder it's no different than any dating app and and unfortunately a lot of people seem to think that social media is a dating app and now you know facebook they've rolled out this this facebook dating thing which i i there, I ever press that button. Thanks, but no thanks. I don't know what's on the other side of that of that tunnel, but uh, I'm going there. And yeah, it, that's the thing. You know, there's um, there's it's it's a one way. It, it is truly a one way uh, market in a sense. Not many not many women go out there looking for for dates, looking for connections or, or relationships with men out there. Actually, most most women will, will try and get connections and, and interactions with other women so that we can understand each other and sort of like vent and, and just share experiences. Not so much men because they're just surrounded by them and they all kind of want the same thing or, or maybe they don't all want the same thing. But yeah, you can distill it to they all want to connect somehow in one way or another. And that's, that's what I feel that, that men truly want is they want to connect. Whether they, want to, they say they want to fuck you or they, they just want to take you on a date or whatever they present as, as their argument, at the end of the day, all they want to do is, is connect in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and But you just don't know how to go about that. I do see here on your FetLife, it says, please note, I don't answer private messages or photo comments. I simply don't have the time to keep up with it. And I choose to prioritize making content and giving my attention to my loyal fans and subscribers your best bet to get a hold of me is and chat is by subscribing to your OnlyFans page. And that makes perfect sense because if people want to reach out to you, I realize it's putting it behind a paywall, but at the same time, your most loyal fans will go there. 
Yes, absolutely. And it's, it is it is a, a bit like a sort of a screening process. I don't know if it's the, the term screening is, is correct, but for for once, I mean, there's so many times that I've had messages and like this kid is like, oh, hey, uh, babe, I'm, I'm 15 or I'm 13. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, it's like, what am I doing right now? This is so wrong. It's not not as, not only is it wrong, but it's it's like this shouldn't be these these kids shouldn't be there. So by having everything behind a paywall, makes, first of all, you, you you can be assured that it's it's a full grown uh, adult, you know, that uh, 18 plus, uh, if, if they're on OnlyFans, obviously they need a credit card to get on there. So it's uh, that solves the problem right there. And you also kind of weed out the the, the time wasters to, to a certain extent. And the time wasters by that, I mean, the people who don't see value in what I have to offer. And that's, that's really what happens is a, a lot of times uh, you see these fans who tend to think that we owe them content, that we owe them mm. something, that what we're doing, we're just doing them to entertain them. And that's that it, it, they, they fail to see that it's really it's a, it's a, it's a give and take. It's, it truly is an exchange. We put something out there. And, and then and in my case, it is a professional venture as much as, you know, it is it is a it is a hobby. It started as a hobby and it's grown into a professional venture. And this is what I do full time. So. As with any business or anything, my, my, I need to be compensated for what I do. And so a lot of men understand that and they respect that and they support you. And then they, they just, you know, help you. And they realize that the more they help me create, with support me, it helps me. And then I can just create better and better content. It's like it's just snowballs into better content for everyone. So it's really truly is a win-win situation. And then you have these uh, other people that tend to think that it should all be free or there is this kind of block where like uh, they don't want to pay or they think that you, you are, uh, you're asking for money or that kind of stuff. And they, in, in other words, they fail to see the value in, in, in the service that I provide and in, in the work that I create, however you want to spin it. So by being on the, behind a paywall like that, having a platform like OnlyFans, enables us to screen and to sort of like uh, make sure that only the, the ones who see the value in our work truly get to connect with, with us. And when I say us, uh, you know, content creators in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of girls out there that, that have this same idea that if you charge for the work that you do, that you're, it's not as pure, or it's not as genuine. And it's not just in the sex industry. You find the same thing happening with with musicians, for instance, a lot of people in the music industry, they, they're like, oh, if I sell my music, I'm not a, a real artist. So you hear that a lot in any artistic field. And uh, there is absolutely no shame in, in, in monetizing your work. Uh, actually, that's how great work is created. You need to have financial support in order to go about creating. Also, if you don't, if you're always thinking about, well, well how am I going to pay rent? How am I going to uh get my next meal then you can't get yourself in a creative state so the more uh, you are supported financially the easier it is to create and then the more you create then the more you earn and it, it just snowballs into making better and better content and then the people who support you in turn they uh, themselves receive better content so it's it really is a win-win situation when when you understand as a creator that you can really go out there and make it happen don't be afraid to just go and and charge something whatever you feel is 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 worth uh however whatever it is you feel uh, that is worth at least charge it you know just go mm-hmm. out there and 
push yourself on the platform like like OnlyFans or all the other platforms. The thing that I see is that you are in the business of entertainment and people are purchasing movies and they are purchasing uh, media content for the purposes of entertainment. Now, what they do with that entertainment, that is their business, but you all are in essence entertainers. Yes, absolutely. There's the entertainment uh, part. And I would say, in, especially with the, the type of content that I um, that I touch upon, I, I've realized over the say, two, past two years do, doing this work that um, as almost almost a therapist sometimes, almost a psychologist as well. It's uh, it's it's entertainment, yes, but then there's also a lot of a lot of my a lot of my fans and subscribers they send messages. They wow, you know, you've really helped me come to terms with with who I am. You've helped me accept this part of myself. You helped me do away with this sense of guilt and shame. And and the more I got these messages, I was like, wow, I'm I'm really like onto something here. It's like it's not just entertainment. It is really helping people, and that's just changes completely the dynamic as a, as a, a content creator when you realize that yeah it's not just about you know all the shiny stuff and just looking good and like ooh it's all sexy it's all there's there's a human aspect that goes way beyond beyond the beyond that especially in the in the fetish scene and then when I, you touch into like the more I uh, use the word shameful kind of or edge play type of, of fetishes like the breath play and that kind of stuff some people they just they feel that they're they feel really ashamed for for having these thoughts of uh, sometimes that are the darker sides of of the fetish, and um, I guess by being able to connect with someone like me who's, who's creating the content and seeing that they're not alone, then it helps them get past their own their own shame and guilt, and that's a beautiful thing. If you were to put together a toolbox of things that men or other wonderful humans can do in writing a message to someone that they want to establish connection with, what are the things that would go into that toolbox? Um, well, I guess you could, you could distill it to, uh, into just a few little aspects. First of all, uh, boundaries, understanding boundaries, maybe uh, that person's boundaries. Um, Asking yourself, what is it exactly that you have to bring to the table? So if you're just approaching somebody like that and say, well, with a list of your demands, like you see it a lot, oftentimes I see it on, especially on set life, with this whole list of all the things that they're into and what they want and what they're looking for in a woman. And it's a very one-sided thing. It's like, okay, here's what I want and here's what gets me off. And, and then, then they don't. They don't offer any indication as to what kind of value they provide. And when I say value, it's a very white thing. I'm not talking about monetary value. It can be any type of value. Um, so that's, I guess, the second thing is what, what do you have to offer. And, and then to just, just be yourself through all of that. Like try and find a way to be authentic, to be genuine with using, using these ideas here. And uh, in, in what do you have to provide and what are the other person's accounts? I guess these three elements would be the, there's three things that I would put in that toolbox. Have you ever received a note personally that touched you and made you go, I think I'd like to establish a connection here because I know you're in a committed relationship, but has there ever been a message from anybody that has just 
kind of tugged at your heart and going, I could relate to this person. Yeah, yeah, of course. And and that's and sometimes it's 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 hard to to explain why. Sometimes it's just on a subtle energy level. And that's if you believe in that kind of stuff, if you believe in the, in the more like spiritual type stuff. But yeah, I've had messages even from fans and stuff. And you just you have this person who's just like, I don't know, you resonate with the person. They haven't said anything very special or they they haven't done anything special, but just the, there's something about the energy and it 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 speaks to you on a deeper level. So yeah, that happens, of course. And when it does, it's so refreshing, so beautiful. It's amazing. You're just like, yes, you know, it, it, it's a player. Yeah, it happens, of course. I've been lucky enough to be a part of many communities, whether it be theater or roller derby or even the kink community to establish a lot of wonderful connections with a lot of people. I can say that I have relationships with a huge number of people and a lot of people go, there's no way you can do that. I'm known for doing something called drive-bys, which has a good connotation. And that is if I see your name pop up like in a Facebook, uh, in the Facebook chat, or if I see something that you've posted that makes me go, oh, that's interesting. I'd love to say hi, because I haven't talked to you in a while. I will sometimes leave a message straight out of nowhere, just saying, I wanted you to know I thought about you today, and I hope you're doing well. And, or I saw your Facebook video today, and it really touched me in the way that it spoke to your genuine self. And by doing that, I find that I've been able to establish connections with people that I may just have a cursory, maybe, um, what's the word I'm looking for, acquaintance relationship with somebody, but I can still feel like they have a special place in my heart, and I want to be able to, to write a good message in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, it is there's this one thing that, um, you know, whether you, you are very successful online and like the, like someone like, I, I, I don't want to say like extremely successful, but somebody who has a decent following, a, like a sizable number of followers and who's getting in general a lot of attention. Um, so people in that, and I cannot even imagine how it is when you have like millions and millions mm. of followers, it's got to be, got to be another level of, of insanity. But um there is one thing that I understand is like uh, all of us, we, we're all looking for connections. Whether you have a million followers, whether you have 50,000, 100,000, or you got a hundred followers, everyone's the same in that, in that sense. Everybody wants to, wants to connect and it does get lonely at the top in a sense. That's an expression we hear a lot. It's like, it's lonely at the top and it's so freaking true. It is um, not that because you're alone, but because all the, 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 the attention that you're getting is the wrong kind of attention. It, it, it's either people want something from you or they're trying to capitalize on your, your success or, or they're just me, 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 you know, they're like, Oh, you're hot. I want, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And they just dump their, their own needs on you. And, and then you're like, Hey, what's in it for me? You know? So as, as a, as a, um, uh, yeah, as a, as a, I, I guess you could say as a, a public, uh, Figure as a public person, whether you're in, in any field, I'm sure it's the same in any field, whether it's content creation in, in the adult industry or all the, the influencers and the entertainers and the movie stars and, and <clears throat> sorry, the, 
the DJs uh, and the, the rock stars, the musicians. I'm sure it's the same for everyone. Is the more successful you are, the more isolated you feel to a certain extent, and that's why you want to, like, as a as a public figure, you you want to reach uh, out to like-minded people. But then there's always a sense of competition, and then that's why uh, we try to build communities of of creators and, and stuff like that. But it's nice. It's really nice to. Sometimes you just open your messages and your your notifications and see somebody who just took just thirty seconds to write and something nice that you can relate to and and you can feel that they uh, they see you as a person you know they see you they really see you they don't just see the account they just don't see the 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 character but they see your you your soul however you want you want to call it and I think that's what you. Uh, what you're trying to say or what you, you meant here by sometimes you just take the time to really write something really heartful that, that truly resonates and that really means something. So yes, always, uh, always nice to, to get these and uh, always very. I was overjoyed when I heard back from you about doing the podcast and there's only two times when I have sent out a note where I've had almost an immediate response. You and Christina Carter, two (laughs) people who are well-known, who I don't know how I got through all the static. I don't know how somehow my message reached there, (laughs) but somehow there was something there. I'm going to ask, what was it? I can tell. I can tell you what happened, and I can tell you like on on two levels. You can explain it. Like I was like I remember when I got your message. It was pure. I'll use the word pure coincidence, and I'll I'll put it like quote unquote coincidence. It's just I was online and I was checking my messages, and then I got yours. Boom, and then obviously, it it, it of course it cuts through the noise because it's a it's a well written message that has intent and that is heartfelt and you're offering something exactly what i said earlier is you're coming on you're approaching you're approaching me here with this this idea of being part of a podcast i'm like hey that's that's cool that's novel i had heard about the the podcast i was familiar with 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 what you do so it's like oh yeah okay sure i want to do this and then you're offering me the chance to to reach out to to new people to express myself. So it's like, well, you're bringing something tangible. At the same time, you're doing it in a very polite with the boundaries. And uh, of course, it's no brainer. We're going to respond and say at least say say either yes or no. But uh, going to take the time to, to to reply to that. So that's on the very logical thing. I was just there, and uh, and then I I got the message. But um, there's always, in, in my experience, and, and you can always choose to believe what you can always choose whether you want to believe this stuff or not. But I'm, I'm, I'm always going into this thinking about the more spiritual side of things. Or spiritual is a big word, but the, the idea of, uh, of, of resonance and frequency match. So you have, when you, when you approach, uh, when you write your message, you have a certain intent, you have a certain vibration level. And uh, that vibration level either is, is in, in alignment with the person uh, that you're reaching out to, or it is not. And if it is not in, in alignment, if your vibration level is too low, if you aren't caught up in, in anger or in, in shame and guilt and that kind of stuff, and you're like super low vibration, it's really hard to reach a higher vibration person. There's a gap between the vibration level. See? 
And uh, if you are, say, yourself vibrating on a higher level that is in resonance with the person that you're trying to reach, then the connection is going to establish to be established much, much faster, much, much more quickly. So that's on the unseen level. That's the kind of stuff that sounds a little bit woohoo and super esoteric. But uh, we're touching up on the, uh, the the esoteric Vicky here, which is really, uh, where I, where I want to take my my whole thing next with, with my coaching and all the, the amazing uh goals and dreams that i have and the plans and all the stuff that i want to that i want to do next uh, you know capitalizing on all the success and all the beautiful things that i've had in i want to touch on one thing as far as messaging to you i sent you the link for the zoom and i said we're only doing audio we're not doing video but i like to be able to see the person i'm talking to and I flippantly made the comment, uh, wear what makes you comfortable or makes you happy. If you're a cat suit, you can request me wearing a cat suit just as a ha ha. But then I saw your video today and it made me feel a little bit ashamed, teeny bit ashamed because I was making what I thought was a funny comment, but it really cuts to what you're talking about is that there's Vicky DeVica, the character, and there's the person behind Vicky DeVica. So first of all, I hope you didn't take offense to the, the fun comment there. But I do want to ask you something about how people see you. You're one of the few people that is working in the, I will say, adult entertainment industry that shows almost zero skin yet people are absolutely <laughs> turned on by the sight of you. Is that feeling a yes. little strange to the point where I'm not showing them very much, but what? <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I, I, of course, I was absolutely not offended. It's, uh, it, it's, it's totally understandable. And I, I would actually debate this, like, okay, I'm gonna, am I going to wear a casu or not to kind of, like, get in the vibe? And I, I was really thinking about it. but um, <laughs> And I'm actually glad you didn't because you're much more relaxed now. And especially after seeing the video, I'm enjoying the conversation. Yeah, thank you. Um, and it, it, it is a thing, obviously. It's, uh, sometimes I, I do, it is, I, I guess I could say, like, almost like not a love-hate relationship, but it's really like this duality thing where I'm, I'm really obviously super grateful. I'm super grateful and I love what I do and I'm so excited and, and, and I'm just, yeah, really grateful to be able to do what I do to create this content. And, and I'm still amazed that, you know, everything that's happened in, in 2020 and just these past two years, the, the growth and the, um, the growth, the reception that I've had from, from the fans, from the followings and all that, it's, it's just been amazing. So I have absolutely nothing to complain about. Yet at the same time, I see some of these girls out there who are, who are doing porn without any, you know, without the latex, without the mask, mm -hmm. without all that. And I'm like, this bitch is so lucky because you can just jump in front of the camera with almost like nothing. It's just like, oh, just a bit of makeup and it's, you can always create content. You don't need the new mask. You don't need the new outfit. You don't need, you know, it's just like, just, just some some lingerie or like, oh, I'm just going to change my panties and here I got some new content for you guys. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's super, 
easy in a sense to uh, easy is not the right word. It's all the grass is always greener on uh, on the other side, right? Like I can be thinking that, and I'm sure a lot of girls are thinking, "Well, you, Vicky, you're so lucky. You don't have to show anything." And these, there's always something that's appealing to things that that you don't have. But um, it's just absolutely love latex, and I love I love the feeling. I love the look of it. So. I can't say it's strange. It's so, un- it's, I mean, I think my body looks better in latex, so it's understandable that, that this is what sells, you know, this is what people want to see. It's just, latex has, as, as a material, it just makes people sexy. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why there's now such an influx of new, new latex. You see a lot of new girls coming on, on especially on Instagram and, uh, and a lot of girls just they just uh, they get a a, a cat suit a latex cat suit from Catfish say which is like a cheap Chinese manufacturer and then they they just put this on and they call themselves like I'm a I'm a latex model now and <laughs> and it's cute and it's cute and it's and uh, there too I do have this kind of dual duality like it's it's nice it's great to have new blood in the industry it's nice to have this influx of people who are coming on with their creative energy and they're trying to to, to spread the, the stuff. And at the same time, you're like, yo, calm down, bitch. You have no idea what you're doing and you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. That's kind of, that's why, you know, the, the pure, the purest, the fetishist, the thing like, yo, this is like, this is our little exclusive thing here. But obviously I'm, I, I don't really think that. I think it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful to see all these people coming in because at least the, the interest in, in latex is just growing and it's become it's become massive it's become become huge and that's a great thing and i think part of the appeal for all these girls is yeah is what exactly what you mentioned this idea that oh i can put myself out there i can do all this this sexy stuff but i'm behind i'm hiding behind the mask i'm hiding behind the costume so i won't be recognized but they fail to understand that you can do all of that. It won't get you anywhere because people still want to connect with someone. So you still have to have some kind of personality. It has, and that's the personality that shines through the suit. It's not, it's not just the suit. It is, it is whether you inhabit the suit or not. You, know, you have to be present in the suit. You have to, to yourself as a model, bring something to the table, not just be there and look pretty because then that's, that's easy. We can just look at CG, you know, computer CGI. Like a lot of artists are doing amazing 3D renderings now. It, it looks better than the real thing. Mm-hmm. But there's 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 a certain certain character that's still not there. So um, it's a very complex thing. It's a very complex thing when you, you think about this this dynamic. And it's something that I've been studying for two years now since I started started doing this. Is like why is it that sometimes there there is it's like I'm channeling some kind of energy. There's something that works through me, mm-hmm. and that is that is visible in the content, in the photos that I, in the photos and the videos and the material that I produce. There's something that just seems to to work through me. And why is it that sometimes that is it's, it's present, and sometimes it is not? And this this kind of flow, uh, I call it the divine energy, or you can call it whatever you want. There's many names for that. So that's been that's been a passion of mine is trying to understand how to access, how to tap into this at will. And uh, yeah, it's been, been a crazy journey. I will tell you the absolute exact moment when I fell in love with the character of Vicky Davika. It was when you did your viral video in the grocery store. 
and an older lady came up to you and said, can I take your picture? And you had this slight little jump in your step. Like you were so excited <laughs> that you, that this lady wanted to take a picture with you and you were fully masked. You couldn't see anything, but I could, I could feel you smiling from ear to ear and I could see the joy coming out of that suit in that moment. And that's when I said, and especially after viewing your content uh, through throughout these past months, you're genuinely happy in what you do. And that shows through the suit. Wow, thank you. Um, well, I have to say that 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 day with the, the um, in, in the grocery store, I mean, you're correct. It was, it's always exciting when people approach me and say like oh can I take a photo can I take a photo and and when I do these things these these latex and public video there's a source I get into a sort of a dissociative state it's it's very it's hard to explain but um it is a, obviously it's a mix of uh, of of excitement nervousness you know people often they tell me oh wow you're so bold and you go out there and you do all this and you, you absolutely do not care about what people think and I, I call bullshit, you know, it's like, I get nervous too, you know, before I, like I get the jitters and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And, and it's just, I've learned to calm that, all that, that inside of me and still go through with it to just ignore the, the fear, ignore the doubt and, and, and all of that and push it aside and still go through with it. But there's still this kind of sense of, of I'm doing something crazy and, and, and the more I do it, the more, the easier it is to get, get on with it. But I always have this sense of, of, feeling of dissociated or like and it's it's like a big fuzzy uh a big like fuzzy cloud where that's why when i i do these videos i i called it the elusive rubber creature mm -hmm. which is another character so if if vicky devika is a character then you have vicky devika but you also have the elusive rubber creature which uh for those who have have followed the, the adventures of the elusive creature uh, the elusive rubber creature might know that uh, she is, is a, a creature from the future so he's a, an ai from the future that was sent back uh, to 21st century earth to save the world from a, a a very bad future a very dystopian future and it's 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 a crazy it's a little it's a crazy playful sort of of narrative that i i came up with and to to explain kind of what I do, uh, it started as a joke. It really started as a joke uh, on Instagram. It was just, you know, every day you got to post on Instagram and you're looking for captions and stuff like that. And and I remember doing a photo set and I just wrote the elusive rubber creature uh, because, you know, the rubber creature, she's so elusive. It's hard to to find her because not many girls are out there in, in rubber like that. And so it's so elusive. And the word stuck. It's just like, I love, like, elusive rubber creature and it was like this that the evolution of the elusive rubber creature and then i was like okay who's the elusive rubber creature like okay she's an ai because i, I feel like when i get in the suit I, I i get this sense of dissociation so i'm like i feel like a connection with like a, a sci-fi type of, of vibe here and i'm 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 an ai from the future and you know it's just the mind playing tricks on itself um all this to say when i do the these uh these outings i get into this this character, which is not quite Vicky Devika, the the, the the fetish model, but 
it's the illicit proper creature. And she makes certain appearances uh, in public. And it's always been without a mask. It's always been with the hood, with the ponytail, but without the, the, the gas mask. It was the first time wearing the gas mask uh, on that day at the, at the Maxi at the, the grocery store. And I really added another layer of dissociation. So here I am in this grocery store wearing this latex, surrounded by all this like bright light with the mask. And I'm like completely disconnected for ev- from everything, but I still have the ponytail that's hanging and just like slapping me. <laughs> and then I got these, <laughs> and then whenever I move my head, just the ponytail just like walks me in the head. So I got to be mindful with that. I got these big platform shoes. I did not want to wear the, you know, the normal heels, the, 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 the normal like rubber doll heels that everybody wears uh, that I absolutely love and that I use in my clips. But for something like that to go shopping, I was like, no, no, I'm not that great <laughs> with heels. I'm going to kill myself if I, if that, if I try to go with that, I'm just going to like take it. Um, I'm just going to fall and, and, and kill myself. So I ain't doing that. And I wanted to be comfortable. So I have these shoes that are still very clunky and they're they're very uh, it's hard to walk with these. Not not as difficult, but it's like they're heavy. So boom, boom, I'm I'm just, I feel heavy and and I'm in the store and all these people they all approach me and say, like, Hey, you want to take a picture? So yes, of course I get I get very excited, but I can't communicate with people as well as even just a mask. Even the mask is one, the, the, the hood is just one layer, but then add a gas mask on top of that, and it's just these layers of separation. So I'm just trying to be very expressive in my in with my body language. That's kind of how it's it's like a it's like a mime essentially, mm-hmm. you know, trying to express yourself through just the the behavior and the body language. And I, that's probably what you saw there is just me being so receptive, you know, like just jumping and and trying to be to greet what I perceive when I'm in character like that. I perceive as these 21st century humans. They're just a different different species, and I'm. And I know they're happy to see me and I'm happy to see them. You know, it is, mm-hmm. it truly is a, a, a character thing. It's a, it's a beautiful story in my mind. <laughs> I do want to ask Vicky Davika the character, a question about yes. being in a cat suit and having every part of you being touched by something. And in this case, it's latex, which is a very smooth surface, very tight surface. I know why I enjoy my cat suits and I don't have a latex cat suit yet. One of these days I'm hoping to get one, but mine is pretty much spandex and and sometimes a little bit more. But what I totally get out of the experience is the feeling of the full body hug where I am cognizant that something is touching every single part of my body and I can't find a place that isn't being touched. So it's like this total connection between the suit and myself. What are your feelings when you put on your cat suit and sometimes the hood that goes with it? What is the mindset that's going through Vicky Davika, the character? Yes. Um, well, I think you described you described the sensation quite well. Uh, the the whole idea of just having this this even pressure all over the body. Latex is very destructive. But then again, depending on the the cat suit, depending on which cat suit I wear, the feeling is different. 
So, for instance, I have my, my point four uh, black fluorinated catsuit, which is one of my favorites that I use mostly these days for diving and for water play and stuff like that. Um, because it's fluorinated, it's, it's really thick and it's been made, uh, kinda, it feels, uh, feels kind of harder and, and, and stiffer, mm -hmm. I, I would say, because of the chlorination and because of just repeated sun exposure and re repeated chlorine exposure in the pool. So it's, it really feels like these uh, inner tubes that we uh, that I remember as a kid that were in the pool that you know this big inflatable inner tubes that that black that were in the pool. Like as a kid, I had those in the in the pool. I remember so well, and that's probably where my early memories of uh, yeah. of uh, rubber uh, come from. And that's probably there's a big I know the wires touch in my brain when I when I feel that that suit that chlorinated suit that is like just like it feels like heavy rubber you know um that is a very different feeling from for instance my point 25 catsuit which is very thin it's not thin like a, a condom but almost it is very thin more like a balloon mm -hmm. and it's more uh it's stretchier and that one is not chlorinated so it's sticky and it makes more noise it's like and you feel you feel this this tacky feeling and it's a neck entry, and it's uh, because it's so thin and it's just expensive. You almost feel naked, almost. And one sensation that I absolutely love is having a lot of lube inside the, the suit uh, to make sure that there, there is absolutely no friction. And then wearing that point twenty five, and it just glides over your body everywhere. So it's, it truly feels like having a second skin, but having a second skin that glides over you. Mm -hmm. So you move, and then the suit moves, but it, it moves. It doesn't move at the same speed, if you will. Uh, so you you do feel you have this this friction that just creates static electricity, and uh, that's that's I guess that's how I could describe it. It's just like a, a build up a build up of energy that happens on the skin. So it's a very distinct and very uh, arousing sense. I have to ask, how many cat suits do you have? Uh, how many castles do I have with me or how many castles do I own? Because those are two uh, How many do you because own? I, <laughs> uh, not that many, like something like seven or eight, I think. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I used to own a lot more, but then I, uh, I sold some and then I put some in storage and I have like three or four with me here. Hmm. Um, when I left, I left my, my home country and I have put a lot of stuff in storage temporarily. Temporarily or permanently, I have no idea what's going to happen with that, but lots of, lots of stuff was, was left behind, uh, masks and, and cat suits and other toys that had to be put in storage because it was just impossible to bring everything mm -hmm. to us when, when we were depleted for now. So yeah, um, something like seven or eight that I own. Uh, I'm always making more as well, so... I will definitely be having more tattoos in the near future. I think we have here something like uh, probably like 10 or 20 yards, if not more, maybe 20, 30 yards of, of rubber that still needs to be processed. So, and when I say processed, I mean like to actually be turned into outfits. So yeah, I'll be making more, more tattoos in the near future. I was about to ask you if you have manufacturers that reach out to you that want you to try their catsuits, but you're making your own catsuits? 
Yes, yes. Everything you see is homemade. So wow. Uh, yes, uh, except for the corset. Obviously, the corset I, I I'm not making my own corsets just yet. But and that's the thing. Uh, me and Nikki, my partner, would between the two of us, we're like a real powerhouse of of uh, creativity and and making. Uh, and that's how we connected at first as well. Because she used to work for for uh, a really well known manufacturer of. Uh, of latex products and stuff. And she was making the sheeting itself. So she knows how to make sheeting. She knows how to mold items, mold uh, gloves and socks and hoods and all that stuff. So a lot of the stuff that we have in her collection was actually made by her, molded by her. Um, and I, I, I in, we met and she was making the material and I was making the suits and I was like assembling, like making the sheeting and, and you know, drawing the patterns and gluing them and, and assembling it. So between the two of us, we could just take that from a tree and turn it into a full, full, ready-made cat suit. Uh, and it, it's it's a lot of fun, but it's so time-consuming, and it's uh, it's not something I cannot say that I really, really enjoy crafting. I have to say, like, I enjoy the end result. I enjoy the satisfaction of having accomplished that, but it's not something I would want to do day in day out. At one point, I was considering launching my own brand launching my own line of clothing and stuff like that but really uh just the passion is not there when it comes to crafting spending days in the in the shop and sewing not sewing gluing everything and assembling everything for me at least that's not uh, that's not where the future lies so i would absolutely love to move away from crafting my own stuff and and work with the manufacturer definitely that's something that I, I would love but I understand that uh, right now there's just so many people in the market that are trying to make a name for themselves and, uh, and the, the manufacturers are, they're, they're just I understand that they're being always uh, kind of like kind of like the girls they're all being approached by everyone saying oh send me free stuff send me mm-hmm. free shit and it's the, we have to support the manufacturers we have to support these companies because you know what this the only way they can keep making these great outfits. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of my take on it. I I, I love making making my own suits, but I wish uh, I wish I could just uh, work with the manufacturer instead. That would be that would be a really really uh, ideal. Situation. We're putting it out there just on the podcast, just so you know. If you're a manufacturer, Absolutely. I happen to know an amazing model for you. Vicky DeVico would be great. Just just putting it out there. <laughs> I'm just it's out there. If anybody wants to reach out, you know where to find me. <laughs> Does Nikki share your fetish? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. 100 percent She uh she is uh I'd say she's even more hardcore and and, and like a more like devout fetishist than I am to, to a certain extent. She's and for her, it's been like truly like a lifestyle, her own life ever since uh, she was a kid, like way before she started with rubber and masks and stuff. And she's the one who introduced me to gas masks. Oh, okay. I've, I've, I've been in, into latex for, I don't know, like what, probably like 20 years or something mm-hmm. like that. So, so close to that for a long time, decades. But um, the gas mask and really like the, the total enclosure, the heavy rubber aesthetic and the gas mask, that's more recent. 
person that affected when I when I met Nikki, which was a little over two years ago. That's a match made in heaven, it seems. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, from just the, the the creative aspect of making your own stuff and the creative aspect that we have working uh, with content as well, where I'm I'm in front of the camera and she's behind the camera, and now she's just started creating her own content as well. So. Like now we swap and now she's producing content and I'm uh, she's shooting the content she's in front of the camera and I'm sort of producing and and filming so it's it's beautiful. Realizing that you're polyamorous can be a wonderful insight. The Polyamory Dating Guide is a book about finding other people who share your view of polyamory and want to share it with you. This book includes a variety of sections on poly-specific dating such as navigating online dating with a review of poly-specific dating sites and how to make a profile that works, real-time dating tips that will tell you where to find poly and people and how to make a positive impression, how to date as an existing couple, and if you should, dating as an introvert, queer in dating, and lots more. Get your copy at polyamorydatingguide.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Allison Ash, trauma-informed sex and intimacy coach and educator and the founder of TurnOn.Love. And I teach a wide range of workshops and courses on topics including flirting and seduction, deepening emotional intimacy, expanding pleasure, exploring fantasies, repairing ruptures in relationships, navigating non-monogamy, and more. And I work with individuals and couples in a coaching dynamic to support them in getting out of their heads and into their bodies and navigating challenges like erectile dysfunction and anorgasmia to help men figure out how to express their desires in ways that feel authentic and not let opportunities pass by any longer, to help women explore what they want and really advocate for it in their relationships, and to support couples in getting the spark back and in exploring non-monogamy if you want to open up your relationship. To explore all this and more, you can check out my website at www.turnon.love. And don't forget to listen to my episode of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. It's in the archives wherever you listen to your podcast. Hi, this is Jane Boone, the author of the novel Edge Play. It's a revenge fantasy where the big short meets 50 shades of gray. Only the women wield the whips and the billionaires submit. You can find it at Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle. And be sure to check out my episode with Tara Indiana right here on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Thank you. This is What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. Kinky connections and kinky education. It's kinky done differently. I saw you posted a picture. There wasn't any latex in sight. And you said totally off brand, which I thought was beautiful. <laughs> it was a pair of jean shorts and a bikini top. Did it feel good posting that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I've been wanting to do that for like a long time, and that's it kind of it's kind of something. It's, it's something I touched upon in the, the post that you mentioned earlier the, that I posted today in, in the video uh, on, on Instagram and Facebook where I've been wanting to uh, integrate more of the, I want to say normal, but like the not so fetishy or not so, not just latex, but like other stuff. I've been wanting to share more of, of myself, share more of my, uh, what I call my authentic self, mm -hmm. which is like the non-fetish persona. I've been wanting 
to share uh, more of that and sort of like doubting and saying like, well, I don't know if people are going to like it or not. And obviously when I do, and I, I tested the waters before and, and obviously when I do, I share something, it doesn't get the same amount of likes, it doesn't get the same amount of engagement, but it's totally normal. That's to be expected. Um, and through the process of just doing more introspection and letting go of, of wanting to, to have certain outcomes and stuff like that, then yeah, I, I got to a point where like I'm totally fine with sharing just basically anything I want to share. Uh, and it felt amazing just to be able to say, yeah, you know what, here it is, you know, like it or not, this is what I'm doing now. And it's very freeing, it's very liberating. And it's for me, I knew this was needed. This is this is where I need to to take this whole Vicky Devika thing uh, to another level, you know, because I I'll be honest. Two years of creating latex content, there comes a point where I, I, it would feel like just repeating myself. There's only so much that can be done and, and not saying that there's no more inspiration, but like when you've done some of the things that I've done and that gotten so much attention, like where do you go from there? You know, how do I top this off? Like what's the next big thing? And the, 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 I think the answer is just there isn't, you know, it's either you keep doing more of the same. Or you segue into something else or you branch out. And, and that is part of what I want to do. And I'm not saying I'm going to ditch the latex and I'm just going to become one of those, uh, uh, you know, uh, soulless influencers out there on, on, on Instagram. Far from it. That's, uh, that's not the idea. Um, but I do feel I have a lot to, to bring uh, in terms of, of bringing value to the people who follow me in terms of uh, helping with with and i don't exactly know how which form it's going to take but uh i do want to create something to help people uh, better themselves when it comes to, to their fetish aspects and maybe also reach out to other content creators who are looking for for ways to grow their business and stuff like that seeing all the success that i've had in these, these past two years i i feel like i I have a lot to, to teach to the newcomers. So I want to find a way to sort of bring this information and sort of like weave it into what I do into my existing social accounts. And that's, that's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. I feel that uh, it's definitely on track. And connecting with you today on this podcast was definitely, uh, like it just happened right at the right time. You know, it's such a, such a great synchronicity. Vicky, you are an absolutely intelligent human. I am blown away by the fact that you say I've done research in to the fetish and into the latex and what you do and what you bring to the community. I have absolutely no doubt that your next step to try to help others understand their own fetish and also to be able to bring some wonderful facts and background to the community is going to be something that while you may not know it today, I think that's where the future of fetish and kink is going is people being able to understand it, less stigma to it, and the ability to know that we're not alone in this world and it's okay to be yourself. Wow. I, 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 what can I add to this? I think you just summed it up. It's, it's, it's so beautiful. The only thing I say is I'm not sure I'm completely human. Maybe I'm just this AI. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, an amazing AI you are and an amazing human you are, Vicki. It has been an absolute pleasure <laughs> having you on the podcast. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to, to do this and uh, to support this. Uh, it was amazing. Thank you so much for supporting me. Vicki is a delight and has so many projects to share from her great new YouTube channel to some other great projects to help us all become our best shiny selves. I'm happy to have gotten to know the woman behind the shine. Our Patreon is launching. You can hear episodes just days after they're recorded, get access to live bonus episodes where you can participate, and you can even be a guest on a future show. All the details at patreon.com slash whatwomenwantpodcast. And check out our growing archive to hear great conversations from the past, including some fantastic talks with people like Lee Harrington, Lexi Silver, Jane Boone, Tara Indiana, and more. Coming up, Midori on March the 9th, Venus of the Venus Cuckoldress podcast on March 2nd, and next week, it's one of the top personalities in the swinging community, Coral and Jewel. But before that, on the 19th, we'll have a bonus episode with the kink therapist, Sarah Rosen. You can check them all out on iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe at your favorite outlet. And if you're on Apple or iHeart, leave us a comment or a review and a rating. We sure would appreciate it. I'd love to hear from you. You can always shoot me a note at john, J-O-N, at datingkinky.com. That's john, J-O-N, at datingkinky.com. I'm John, also known as Hi There Catsuit, thanking you for being with us on this edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. And in closing, I hope I've earned the privilege of your time in reminding you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you on social media. Check us out at What Women Want P1 on Twitter. What Women Want podcast on Instagram, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at www.podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky, kinky done differently.